When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Got something that might interest you. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me are my co-hosts, Daniel. Oh, first this time. Your first this time. Hi. And Ariel. Hello. And joining us additionally, because this is the patron chat episode, we have Wolfslore. Hello. So we are going to chat today about uh, all the things that Resident Evil 2 Remake got right. And some of the things that they missed and or didn't even include. So the differences. That was a long explanation for just differences. <laughs> it was. So, all right, Ariel, go ahead and take this one. Well, we won't put Wolf Slur on the line for this one. Well, first off, in the intro, mm. the, well, not necessarily the intro, it's in the beginning of the 1998 original, Leon and Claire run into each other in a diner in Raccoon City. Mm-hmm. That's where they first met up. But in the 2019 remake, they meet up at a gas station outside of Raccoon City. Yeah, that kind of bothered me a little bit because I felt like the diner was like the better of the two. I, f- I-, I feel like the gas station was kind of forced. Like the diner was like, oh, you happen to meet up. I mean, I'm always cool to meet up for food because that's my next point (laughs) in the intro with the semi-driver. Like, that burger he's eating looks fan-fucking-tastic and I wanted to eat it. (laughs) We literally played, was it last night? And that's the first thing you said was, that burger looks delicious. I thought that the first time we played it when it first came out. Oh my gosh. Oh... So what do you think of the diner versus the gas station, Wolf? Um, <clears throat> I think of it, a lot of it is with time, uh, especially with uh, the older Resident Evils, and especially in the older survival horror, diners were a much more prominent setting because you uh, had a lot of diners in uh, the old Silent Hills as well. Mm. Um, but uh, especially... Um, it's just not as prominent anymore in games as just a setting. The gas station is a good way to kind of keep it moving and almost um, make it more claustrophobic as well, because it is a tighter interior. So we had that as well. Yeah, that's good. The whole opening. Yeah. Yeah, that's I never thought about it that way. I was just like, don't be changing my classic game, okay? <laughs> I was really heartbroken. Uh, what'd you think of the burger? 
the burger was top tier, man. I want one. <laughs> See what I mean? I told you. I told you. They need to open up a Resident Evil diner for all the food that's ever been featured in all of the Resident Evil games. This is a million dollar idea, everybody. So if you steal it. I don't think it, there's a lot of food featured in Resident Evil, though. Should we talk about Resident Evil The Village and all the food you can make there? You know what? Nope. We're get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh. So, and both of them, though, the reason why they're all going to Raccoon City stays the same. So Leon is mm-hmm. going to his first day on the job in both the original and the remake. And Claire is also looking for her brother, Chris, in both of them. So they kept the same with that, at least. Now, and, oh, I'm going to stop you there. I have a question. Did they keep the reason why Leon was late the same? I... (laughs) (laughs) Because the fact that he was drunk the night before was probably the best reason to be late for work as a police officer for your first day. In the the remake, it was mentioned that he got a call stating to stay away for a week. Yep. So, I mean, it could have happened in that week that, you know girlfriend broke up with him and he got drunk it could have could have still happened but it wasn't mentioned i really like to hope and think that he stayed away for that week and then was still late on his first day of work like (laughs) how big a dirt bag do you have to be to to be late you're told to stay away for a week and then you get drunk the night before you've had a whole week to do this (laughs) you choose the night before to get blackout drunk and then go oh crap I'm supposed to be at work. Uh, I just, I just, I hope that's the reason. I just only Kennedy, <laughs> only Kennedy, and the fact that we aren't upset about it. We're like, you know what? <sighs> that no, Leon. My, no, my man had a heartbreak, and he deserved to get drunk. Just saying. <laughs> oh, that Leon! It's always such a card. All right. This is the man who uh, the president trusted to save his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! So in both of them, the there's two pairs of scenarios. Mm-hmm. Looks like the story flow remains the same, but there's new plot pieces in 2019. But overall, the structure is pretty much the same. Well, with one big exception, <laughs> one hulking, lumbering exception through one of the scenarios. <laughs> break it down for us, Wolf. Break it down. Okay, in the original Resident Evil 2, we had Mr. X or the tyrant who would follow Claire through scenario B. But in this one, and the reason for most of my anxiety and stress, we have him following you through Leon's as well. (laughs) There's no getting away from him ever. No. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that is a huge difference. They... In the original, they try to make you more terrified as as playing through Claire. With Leon, you're just you're just trying to survive the zombies and then so occasional the big BOWs. But with Claire, it's like constant stalking in the original. With this one, they're like, no, that's not fair. We're going to do it to both of your characters. No, I'm glad they did because yeah. Mr. X is my favorite tyrant mm-hmm. by far. He's- He's absolutely the most stylish tyrant. <laughs> I love. We're throwing it to our. Uh, we're throwing it to our Fallout friends. Uh, he he definitely has the um, 
the silver shroud kind of look about him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that is a major difference. So what's next? So on that topic, uh. the remake left out some of the creatures. Did it? Yes. So the moth, giant spider... Crows and Liquor B are entirely gone from the remake. Oh, yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. They're not even in like the hardcore mode or anything. No, and the Ivy Plants received a makeover in the remake, and now they are regular zombies implanted with poisonous bulbs that will poison oh, you. Oh, yeah. I did. I do remember that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a letdown. Yeah, so they. Left out your crows. I'm sorry. <sighs> My crows. Out your crows. <laughs> they were there. They're just in the background. They just didn't care about Leon and Claire. <laughs> They're too busy hunting real predators. <laughs> like nemesis. Like nemesis. <laughs> they're being put into a movie. Yeah. They're they're busy filming the Resident Evil movies. Apocalypse. Or no. Um, Extinction. 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 I don't know why I went to two. Yep. Nope, it's three. How do you feel about the uh, monsters being left out? Um, I think I understand why they did it because something um with the enemies that are there, the zombies and the tyrant in the original, they were also fixed to a certain area. Mm -hmm. So you could predict it, you could speed run it. Um, in the new one, they actually just can freely roam around and explore. Oh. Once you start opening up. So having some of these crazier enemies just running around and turning a corner would be already bonkers on top of what is already, you know, insanity. Yeah, they they did say when they redid this one that they wanted to go for more of a horror survival kind of style. So they did they did say they're going to change the AI and a lot of things. So, I mean, it would looking at it from that perspective yeah it makes sense that they did exclude a few of the originals yeah like the liquor imagine that thing following you around too yeah no kidding I don't, I don't know I'm okay with that so the G creatures though kept similar design mm. but in the remake they act more like strong enemies than a boss fight like in the original huh hmm I didn't notice that because you failed. <laughs> I mean, they were still pretty tough enemies, so I just treated them. I guess I treated them personally as a boss fight. <laughs> oh, goodness. So what's our next? There's a lot of differences here. There's a lot to cover. It's more on Mr. X. Basically, in the older version, the original, he wasn't too dangerous if you had a powerful weapon even though he wasn't actually that bad. Mm. And there was only one which mutated into the super tyrant, while in two, or sorry, in the remake, there's two of them. One in the RPD and then one that Annette releases from, uh, from storage in the sewers. And then he, of course, mutates as well. And that one's in the original. No, this is the remake. In the remake, there are two Mr. X's. But in the original, there is one. There is, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's the one that... Uh, I don't think the second one has the same clothing or design, does it? It's... When it mutates, it's different. I thought so. 
It's got like smaller claws mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like they could have. I feel like they could have modernized too. I feel like that's what they could have done with this whole thing was. And I'm not complaining because the remake is still glorious. I love the remake. But I feel like they could have just basically just modernized a lot of this. They didn't really have to change as much as they did. But then again, we're not computer programmers, so I don't know. (laughs) Why not give them new looks? You know, they're already in there screwing around with stuff. Oh, no, I'm not saying anything about the looks. The looks are great. I'm so glad they upgraded the looks. It's more of the the original didn't have two Mr. X's and then this this remake does. Well, I feel like they they didn't center it around Mr. X, but they put more emphasis on him in the remake. Yeah. Made him the horror icon he's supposed to be. Yeah. They gave him a little bit more terror aspect to him, which is great because that's as we've gotten older, the fans from the very original released Resident Evil, as we've gotten older, our taste in horror has grown as well, I feel. You know, we want more scare. We want more thrill. We want more excitement. We want more anxiety. More anxiety. <laughs> I don't know why any of us would want that, but we do, apparently. <laughs> yeah, watch some streamers get suddenly attacked by Mr. X. I've seen many reaction videos. We want trust issues. <laughs> Oh, no. At least the only good thing, though, is the music. You knew when he was coming because the music would start playing. Yes. That was the only... Yep. Oh, but yeah, anxiety was rising whenever you hear the music. I mean, if you get that infinite minigun or the infinite rocket launcher, you ain't going to worry about him. Right. For a couple seconds. And then... Well, then you found the streamers who found it mitigated and, they, you know, the mods. Oh, yeah. Man, some of those are real, like, top tier. And you wouldn't have had those in the original... No, no, those are. <laughs> I love when they replace him with Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, like, oh yeah. Uh, getting a little too far ahead. I love the mods in Nemesis. Yeah, there was some pretty uh. awesome mods in Nemesis, but that's kind of jumping a little bit. Yes, yeah. They they did. I I will say I've seen a lot of people that did. They did the mods for Nemesis. They brought those into Mister X as well. Like I've seen Mister X as Barney chasing you around. <laughs> and that was terrifying. That's so good. It's so good. It was hilarious up until he grabs you and then you're it's terrifying again. <laughs> Cuz now you have this giant purple dinosaur strangling you and beating you to death. <laughs> I think uh one of my favorites was always they changed the um the like warning song in the atmosphere to X gonna give it to you. That's what the stream. Some of the streamers you hear like real lightly and then when the wall breaks, boom, there it is. <laughs> oh yes I have not seen one I'll have to look that one up some of them are hilarious because they play the DMX song but then the streamers still get scared because I'm like you know it's coming it's the music (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh alright let's move on to our next difference well one last thing on Mr. X and then we're done with him for today so in the original he was after a sample of the G-Virus Yes. But in the remake, he was there to eliminate witnesses. Yeah, that's something when we talked about the original last episode, that's something that I immediately grasped onto was the fact that he wasn't after the G-Virus sample. So that kind of... I can... If we're, if we're talking about modernizing things, I can see why they did that. 
but it's still a little disappointing because I don't think it needed to be changed. I mean, what do you guys think? I think it should have stayed him after the G virus, but they could have also given him the obtain the G virus and kill everybody in the way. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, it's been a while since I've played through the remake. Um, and you said you did it much more recently. Didn't they change his motivation? He was just like nemesis. He was just mopping up survivors. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just kill witnesses. That was his only objective. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, I feel they, like that kind of took away from him a little bit as a character. Right. He was just another tyrant at that point. Yeah. And and a more controllable and intelligent tyrant, but a tyrant nonetheless. The, the original Mr. X, it gave him personally it made me feel like he was more intelligent he's after the g-virus he knows who has the sample he knows where it is to me it make him made him feel more intelligent more of a threat right he was a terminator with a goal in mind mm-hmm. but i see why storyline wise they changed it so they could add it to leon's story as well but then you run into the issue of technically if we're talking canon here both stories are happening simultaneously. How is Mr. X following both of them simultaneously? <laughs> They're still the two. <laughs> <laughs> All those times he disappears when he's chasing you, he's chasing the other person. I would hope that's the case. <laughs> Every time you pop into a safe room to mess around in the inventory, <laughs> he <What>? just <laughs> runs away real quick and go messes with Claire. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't chase him anymore. He's in his inventory. I gotta go mess with Claire. This room is unbreakable walls. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's move on from Mr. X. What's our next difference? All right. It's the Birkin G type. Okay. So basically, between both games, it maintained both general design and motives while keeping the five different forms. But the boss battles are somewhat different between both games. So, basically, just the forms are different. Well, the boss battles, not the, no. The, the forms, forms stay the same, yeah. and with the five different changes, each of them getting beefier and oh, okay, okay, as so, they go. That's how yeah, G virus works. Is it, it mutates it, every? Until, it basically evolves itself until you cannot handle the damage, and then you'll die. Remember that? Listen, yeah, the virus is yeah. all about mutation. Yeah. So that one, to me personally, that one doesn't seem like too bad of a difference. I mean. No, it wasn't too. Yeah, I, I can tolerate that one. It wasn't too bad. So, what's our next one? All right, let's get into weapons and sub weapons. Oh, oh, yes, get it. Yep, get it. Wolfler's <laughs> ready for this one. <laughs> so, in the original, mm. it had nothing resembling sub weapons whatsoever. No, but in the remake, the combat knife, the grenade, and flash grenade can be used to avoid damage while also inflicting damage yes uh, yes yes I, I I can see that Wolfsler is in agreement with me on this one I'm so glad that they brought flashbangs into this one because it was so cool in RE4 where you threw it and you could just kill enemies with the flashbang because they're they're light sensitive yeah light sensitive I couldn't think of the words <laughs> they're light sensitive right how did you feel about bringing in the frag grenades? 
Um, you know what? I was happy with just most of it, having sub weapons, having that fallback. Because when I uh, first played through, it was like 1 a.m. I had been drinking. <laughs> so having a <laughs> knife or something on me ready <laughs> for when zombies grab me and just plunk. <laughs> it's really, you know, really nice. <laughs> I did like the fact that you could, when being attacked in this one by zombies, you could plunk a knife right into him and be like, okay, I'm running away now. Uh, or here's a grenade and push back. Yes. Those were fantastic. Sometimes I would, when, we, when I originally played through, after getting all the weapons unlocked, all the infinite ammo, the original playthrough, I did purposely get caught a bunch of times just to plunk grenades into crowds of zombies. Just to watch it burn. I just wanted to watch the world burn at that point. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so sub weapons are great. What's yeah, our weapons? I think. Well, let me. Oh, okay, go ahead. I'm just in agreement. I think it was a good addition to the remake. Added oh, yeah. Sub weapons. That was literally all I was going to say. So, <laughs> all right. So the weapon selection stays mostly consistent, but the remake leaves out the bow gun for Claire as well as regular grenade rounds. It only mm -hmm. left her the incendiary and acid rounds. In Wolf's, the remake. Wolf Slaughter looks like he's got something to say about this one. Dude, I, I, I like the bow gun. I really did. And I was sad we didn't get to see it with all a new whole new like shiny paint slapped on it. So it was a really good gun in the original. It was fantastic. And, and I, it's something fun. I wonder if sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Um, I wonder if uh, they just couldn't figure out the whole aiming and everything with it. But I wonder why they chose to leave out like one of the most unique weapons, mm -hmm. I think. But yeah, that's kind of what my thing is. It'd be, it'd be honestly, it'd be like in the remake of four, leaving out the Chicago typewriter. Like you do. Oh, that would be hard. You just don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> You're going to break hearts. Break my heart. Definitely. But, you know, I mean. Was it a deal breaker for any of us? No. Obviously, we went out, bought the game, we played the game, we did all the, we did all the fantastic, wonderful things for it. It wasn't a deal breaker, but it was still a heartbreaker. Not being able to see that new shiny, like you said, new shiny paint job on this thing. Right. I, I'm sure we'll cover the bonus modes at some point later. But mm -hmm. um, you know, even though they uh, got rid of the bow gun, at least they uh, kept in some of my favorite after the game characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bonus mode. So we've covered a lot and we've got a lot more to cover, but I feel like we should cut to our mid break because we have some info drops for several things. OK, so we're here from our mid break. So what do you have for us today, Ariel? Uh, of course, I'm first. Yeah, of course you are. Ladies Always first. first. <laughs> So, Resident Evil, mm -hmm. the RE Games, tweeted that the official trailer for the Welcome to Raccoon City mm -hmm. releases tomorrow. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, I don't have... That's... It's just going to be... not a very long news today. Or, no. But... But it's still exciting nonetheless. Yeah, tomorrow you get to watch the trailer. <sighs> We're going to have to cover uh, a little segment next week in our mid-break, a breakdown for it. 
I'm on it tomorrow, of course. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Daniel, what do you got for us? All right, merchandise as always. Always. And speaking of Resident Evil 2, there is a Claire Redfield biker leather jacket. Ooh. That is from AmericanLeatherJacket.com. So it says it's 100% premium leather slash synthetic leather. So I'm not sure how those two work together. (laughs) (laughs) It's black in color, but Mm -hmm. it does have a collar design. Two waist zip pockets. Oh, like sponsored. We need to be sponsored by these guys. I'm just listening (laughs) off the ad for them. (laughs) Two inside pockets. I like how it says brand new with tags. (laughs) So it's normally $159. Possibly before shipping, but it's currently $139. Mm-hmm. And it does look like the jacket that she wears in the original, or you can get in the re- original Resident Evil. Oh, too. the, the, uh, uh, oh, what is it called? The, um, reskin. Maybe. The unlock skin. So, yeah, you can get it at AmericanLeatherJacket.com, and we will post this in the Discord, and they'll probably post it on Twitter. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I was thinking it was like the red, like, queen jacket that yeah. she wears. Yeah. No, it's just it's that black one with, like, the... I think it had flames on the sleeves or something like that. This it was... Like, okay. Yeah. Um. So, Wolfsler brought us some information. What do you got, Wolf? Okay. In Tokyo, they have a biohazard bar and grill restaurant. The aim of it is to... Transport diners into Raccoon City and the world of Resident Evil with some delicious grub. Tell me they have like themed burgers or something. I want that. Oh, I'm I'm sure they do. (laughs) I didn't see a menu, but. I really hope they have the burger. I'm going to have to Google a menu and then I'm going to give it for next week's (laughs) mid break. So we're going to Tokyo, right? We're going to Tokyo. Well, obviously, there's so many things. There's so many reasons why we're going to Tokyo. Oh well, yeah. Oh yeah. You get her the perfume. Yeah, we gotta yes. get the perfume. We got it. We got so many things. Um, this mid break, I actually don't have anything. Boo. Don't have anything. That's unacceptable. You're fired. I know. I know. Well, there's not a whole lot going on. Uh, there's been a few. Uh, what I will say is there's been a few hints and tweets that Capcom has been releasing here and there, hinting at. The next game coming out in the series, bringing back several of the old cast members and voice actors, which you covered, but they've hinted heavily. Capcom has hinted heavily in some of their tweets about it. Um, so I'm going to my my next mission for this next week is to dig through all of Capcom's tweets and try to puzzle piece them together and figure out what's coming next. I'm really hoping it's an Ada game. I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, since you didn't bring anything, you could always tell us about Resident Evil 4 and Oculus. Oh, I could, but it's already out. <laughs> it's out. It's out. I don't know what to it do. Is. <laughs> I can't wait to get it. <laughs> if you have to puzzle piece through their Twitter, you might have to. It's Capcom. It's going to be very confusing and of course. hard to do. Yep. That's all right. I'll cyber sleuth. But on that note, let us dive back in to our comparisons between original and remake. All right, and we're back from our mid-break. And Wolfsler has something he wants to bring up for differences, and I'm pretty excited to talk about this one. 
Yeah, let's pop out of the main story and hit an Easter egg real quick. <laughs> so in the um, original Resident Evil 2, mm-hmm. if you ran to the police station without picking up any items um, at the end of the police station itself, you would find a zombie who was wearing the attire of uh, Brad Vickers. Um, and he never appeared in the Resident Evil 2 remake, which is a damn shame. Yeah, I I see why they might have done it because, you know, of the three and, you know, it, everything. But it's still kind of a disappointment because that was one of the things that fans purposely went for. And I know you weren't the only fan that went for it to try to get it to happen again. So it was probably a heartbreak across the board. Just that because it's just a fun little Easter egg, you know, it didn't hurt anybody and it didn't. Nobody cared if it was canon or, you know. They just wanted to see it. (laughs) Right. Well, and it would make sense even with Resident Evil 3 and him dying Mm -hmm. there. It makes sense in the timeline because Resident Evil 3 takes place before Resident Evil 2 leading up because you go through the police station and you meet. um, Oh, what's his face? Uh, His mind's escaping me. The main guy who helps out Leon. Is it Marvin or? Yeah, it's Marvin. Marvin. Marvin, yeah. Yeah. um, I can't remember his name either. Marvin, the cop. Fucking Marvin. I love Marvin. No, the lieutenant, I guess. Lieutenant, yeah. Yeah. That's what I wanted to call him was lieutenant. Because that's pretty much. Lieutenant (laughs) Dan? Wrong. Wrong one. (laughs) Damn. All right. So we've covered that little Easter egg and how much we miss it. So what do you got for us? So the original and the remake for mm. the RPD mm-hmm. were essentially the same. There was some additions in the remake with um, I think there was more rooms in the third floor yeah. and things like that. But overall, they stayed relatively the same. However, a uh, makeup, you know, like, yeah. Uh, so that's about all I have on the RPD part. Yeah, I mean, they. I feel like they changed it a little bit more for her to be aesthetically pleasing. Gotta get that museum feel. <laughs> so the sewers and lab, however, the remake made the tunnels in the sewer like vastly different. There was yeah. more rooms, more tunnels, more enemies than in the original and to get out of the sewer you needed the chess pieces however in the original you needed the chess pieces to get out of RPD yeah so they changed that around Mm -hmm. and that's about all I've got on the sewers how do you guys feel knowing that they expanded on the sewers in the remake I kind of enjoyed it. More things to mm. explore, and I mean, I'm never cool with more enemies, but <laughs> like, part of the game. I, I think I'm okay with it too. I also have the uh, directional sense of a broken GPS, and a lot of the sewers look samey. So I'd be like, haven't I been here before? <laughs> Just more opportunity for me to get lost. <laughs> just just added to that anxiety for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about it, Daniel? Indifferent. <laughs> Indifferent. Indifferent. 
No, it worked. Uh, it worked out. I mean, if they want to add more aesthetically, go for it. I mean, even if there's not a lot to see. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it expands on because I like I like exploration for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I was not upset about them expanding on yet another area of the game. You know, I was hoping that there would be some expansion in some of those areas because I mean, in the original, you literally just right through it. You blink mm-hmm. and you're gone. I mean, I did like the aspect of giving that little bit more of a taste of the sewers. So, what's our next one? I was trying not to break into the mic. So, for the lab. In the remake, it is now referred to as Nest, with a largely different layout, with very few recognizable elements from the original. Plus, in the original, players take a cable car to a marshalling yard, where they ride a giant freight elevator to the lab. But in the remake, the cable car goes straight to the lab. With the marshalling yard at the bottom of the lab. So they changed that up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I'm kind of with Daniel Man different. It didn't really didn't really bug me. It didn't it. bug it didn't bug me either, but a weird thing. Didn't they actually change its appearance to match how they portrayed it in uh, Operation Raccoon City? Yes, they did. Yes. Actually. Yep. So Operation Raccoon City did something right. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's not talked about with the canon universe. (laughs) Uh, I think. I think they I feel like they might have done that because though a lot of fans are one way or the other, there's no down the middles with Operation Raccoon City. One thing everybody can agree on is the visually aesthetic pleasing points of Raccoon City. Everything was very pretty or very enthralling with Raccoon City. Operation Raccoon City. There was a lot of point when you would stop and look and go, oh, the background here is just so awesome. Everything's so cool. You know, I I feel like a lot of these remakes are taking a lot from Operation Raccoon City. I feel like a lot of the remakes are taking a lot of that visual, aesthetic pleasing moments from that game. And I think now that we're sitting in the future, we can look back at it and go, hey, it could have been worse. It could have been Umbrella Corps. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that one. I mean, we're going to talk about that one, but we don't talk about that one. <laughs> Dude, I pre-ordered it. How do you think I feel? Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. All right. So, I mean, we're all I, I, I would say I would safely say that we're all a little indifferent with what they changed about that. I mean, I mean, it really didn't change a whole lot for us. No, it didn't really matter. And I mean, honestly, unless you were playing the original or you had played the original 19 billion times over and then played the remake, I don't think it's really one of those things that anybody really noticed. I mean, how I'm going to be in four when four gets remade. (laughs) (laughs) Four remake. That's not where the castle was. You don't go to the castle yet. (laughs) What you buying? He didn't sound like that. <laughs> I can't wait to hear Ariel play the remake. That's not what he said. Nope, that's wrong. That's wrong. 
I know. I'll probably mention the whole time, and at the end of it, I'll be like, "I love that fucking game." I love that. That Maria <laughs> remake was amazing. Uh, all right, so let's let's jump into our next one. What do we got next? All right, this one is Ada's motives. Wow, I'm so loud on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so in the 1998 game, the original, as Ariel pointed out originally, that uh, Ada was posing that she was looking for her boyfriend, John, the most generic name. Hey, my dad's name's John. (laughs) What can I say, but you're welcome. (laughs) Who actually, who worked for Umbrella, but there's no John. (laughs) There's there's no John. Well, actually, actually, there was a John. Mm -hmm. There was a John that worked for Umbrella Corporation. Which John, though? John Doe. Oh, I don't believe her. No, okay, but there really was there really was a John that worked for Umbrella. Yeah, I think if you look through enough of their records, there's at least one John, if not like twelve of them. Probably. Probably so, not wrong. So yeah, Ada's motivation. So she was looking for John. Yes, John, who worked for Umbrella and was supposedly her boyfriend in the original. Mm-hmm. Though in the remake, she is posing as an FBI agent investigating Umbrella for the viral outbreak. Honestly, I kind of like the remakes version. <laughs> I mean, maybe she could have been an FBI agent investigating John, who worked for an umbrella. <laughs> what do you What do you guys feel about what this change? Is it another one you guys are just indifferent about, or um, yeah, it, it is what it is. I don't know original motive. Doesn't matter to me as long as you you get the same thing in the long run. I mean, it, I'm, I'm I'm indifferent, but I feel like this approach that they took made her made her more of the Ada we know and love today. You know, that strong, independent, badass woman who don't need no man kind of approach to it. I feel like this remake version kind of gave her that one leg up. I kind of like both. I like the aspect that you said, but I also like the aspect of she went to the links of finding a boyfriend that worked in Umbrella. Oh, yeah. To steal as much as she could, like that manipulative side of her. I liked that part, too. Mm hmm. So I get what you're saying, though. I kind of like both of them. I'm like I said, I'm indifferent. I like both of them as well. I just I'm indifferent either way, but I. The remake one to me feels more right because you know she's a badass give Ada some props I mean she is a badass (laughs) but her whole thing is she works in the shadows yeah manipulation so the original kind of gave her more of a these are the links I'm willing to go type of thing yeah I can see that alright so what else we got for Ada oh go ahead oh sorry I was gonna say with Ada uh, Ada as well, when you play as her, they added in the whole uh, EMF scanner. That's completely new. Mm-hmm. I forgot all about that. They did give her the EMF scanner, and that was awesome. Yep. I'm so glad they added that. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, so much. So much. Oh. So, and then, basically, the, there's real no real difference about her being a spy working for an unknown organization between mm-hmm. both the original and the remake. 
basically it's just the original motive to the lead up was the same. Again, one that I'm indifferent to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're both the same. She was after the G virus for mm-hmm. the organization. So. Yeah. How does Wolf Zulur feel on this one? Another indifferent? Yeah. Ada is it is just a great character all around. Yeah. I mean, minor tweaks don't mean anything. No. She, the end game is still the same. Yeah. Uh, and we all know why our boy um, Leon's infatuated over her. Because <laughs> she's the badass, right? That's that's right, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So what's the next difference we want to cover? I'm going to cover Claire so that way Ariel can cover her boy, Leon. Okay, all right. Yep. So Claire, in the original, she discovered a diary written by Christ. 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 (laughs) uh, That details his traveling to Europe to investigate Umbrella. While in the new one, they find fake letters that he writes to Joe and Barry detailing his amazing vacation. Must have been a European vacation with Chevy Chase. <laughs> Again, that's something I feel like they didn't even need to change. <laughs> I, I do like the thought of our big, strong, masculine boulder puncher writing in a diary in between missions. <laughs> okay, guys, before we go out, I just I need to chronicle my thoughts, my feelings. We're all good. <laughs> Dear Diary, this is Chris. <laughs> Find Umbrella, stop Umbrella, end Diary. <laughs> going to Europe, um, P.S. <laughs> going to P.S. Going to Europe. <laughs> oh, gosh. Great for me to continue. So I'll have some input here. Well... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because in the original, he was writing those letters to Claire. Yeah. But in the remake, it was to Jill and Barry. I feel like they kind of skimped out on that sibling relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That it was more of a, like, it makes sense why he would write to Jill and Barry. But the whole thing was Claire trying to find her brother. I liked the aspect of Chris leaving Claire letters because mm-hmm. then it just seems like why would she even bother because he legit just was like whatever <laughs> whatever Abs- I, I absolutely can agree with that it definitely strengthened that like uh, familial uh, bond mm. and why she would risk everything to find him especially you know when they were no matter how apart they were always you know in communication and yeah there's a real sibling love there yeah I can agree with that you know hearing that aspect of it I can agree you know they, they thinking about it they did kind of rip that off yeah cause like I said it makes sense why he would write to Jill and Barry but I liked the aspect of him writing to Claire although on the other hand I really do agree with Wolfslore and I really want to see Chris write a diary <laughs> <laughs> Could you picture him in eight? I writing a, writing in a diary. <laughs> I hope they do DLC, and that's part of the DLC, and we get to hear him say, "Dear diary, this is Chris." <laughs> Today I shot Maya. 
<laughs> I kind of pissed Ethan off. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I got a man killed, and it turns out he was a mold monster the entire time. <laughs> what also, am I going to do? Yes, I punched another boulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so what's our next thing about Claire? Well, and that change which causes her to kind of stop looking for her brother as mm. now he's having a fun vacation over in Europe uh, kind of messes up how it leads into a Code Veronica so unless a Code Veronica remake changes the beginning to match two then it's just going to be screwing up the timeline so at that point you're saying the remake if we count the remake as canon then Code Veronica is no longer canon no, it would just be the beginning of it. Like, uh, the, okay. the lead into it, because then Chris doesn't go looking for Claire. Well, he may, but not. They're going to have to change the, the entire way that he gets involved, mm. I think. You hear that, Capcom? You fix this. Give us a <laughs> Code Veronica remake. Hey, Zap. Well, they're going to. They'll change everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so is that all we got on Claire? Yeah. All right, let's hear about our boy Leon. All right, my boy Leon. So, in the original, he is a clueless but good-hearted cop. And that naivety led him to refuse to believe Annette about Ada until Ada ambushes him to secure the G-Virus. So, he was my sweet, naive boy in the original. But in the remake, he doesn't trust Ada's FBI story like right off the bat. And he eventually confronts her about it later on. And I don't know. I kind of like the original better. The sweet little naive cop. Mm. Well, let's also talk like in the original, he was just getting up over a bad breakup. Mm. And then this, you know, super pretty, super spy shows up. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yes, yes. Poor Leon. Like, his poor heart is just getting thrown <laughs> everywhere. So, here's my thing with the remake version. He, if we're talking character progression, it makes more sense for him to go in the direction he is now in our current media platforms with Leon. It makes more sense for him to be this very ill-trusting person in the beginning because as we notice as it goes on he becomes very untrusting of everyone almost unless you're part of his old team or you've worked with him before he doesn't trust you I mean in all the movies and TV series that we've seen with him recently he don't trust nobody so I mean I can see that character progression from the remake side of things, but I find it a little hard to believe that he's so naive and so trusting and everything else in the original and then immediately just goes zero to 60, you know? Well, um, about that, in the original, with that type of ending, it led him to be blackmailed. I forgot about yeah, that. By the, yeah, by the government to join them and blah 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 okay yeah so that's why they did that but due to the remake and his now resolute desire to bring umbrella to justice i don't know how they're going to incorporate that 
later on with him getting into well I also want to say I think um, it's not they wanted to make him less naive or less trusting I think they were trying to forge him into like a better cop than he was in the original and make make more sense of you know oh now he's you know part of uh, POTUS's team he's the most trusted you know this and that they're trying to make him more competent right from the get-go rather than oh he shows up late he drinks on the job you know just this weird like (laughs) he's this really weird rookie but why was he like how did he make it this far with all these kind of mistakes he's making yeah yeah you know I can see it I can see it I can see it going both ways really yeah now remembering the blackmail from the original yeah I mean and you know saying that I remembering the blackmail part I kind of like the original a little bit better too because I felt like that was more of a what a twist ending now you it's have okay, to say the president's daughter we all try to forget the blackmail man we all try to forget it <laughs> boy Leon got blackmail hardcore <laughs> Oh gosh! I do have a question about his competence. We, you know, that's been brought up. Uh, why didn't he ask for credentials? Uh, you're an FBI agent. You got a badge. You got a badge. Because she was pretty, Daniel. Yeah, yeah he just got done with a breakup, Daniel. Give the man a break. But if he's supposed to be a more competent cop, but she's pretty, Daniel. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't doesn't justify. I challenge you next Well, time. he wasn't immediately like, oh, okay, you're FBI, chill, let me come with you. He's like... Well, he could have been like, you have a badge, and then she could have done the quick flap the, or flash the badge, and then he'd be like, okay, that's real, and then it's not real, it's just a oh plastic badge. <laughs> oh. Could have been. Yeah, they could have at least done that. He's got one of those corner store, like drugstore, dollar store kind she, of She literally of found badge. it in a store down there, and she was like, <laughs> I'm going to get the next guy with this badge. <laughs> Got it from Spirit Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's what. Who should have had advertising in the Capcom game? There should just been a store in the background. Just says Spirit, Spirit Halloween looks because we know they just pop up randomly, like Dollar Generals. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, so let's move on to our, I believe, last difference, major yeah, I've difference. I've got one last thing. Okay. So in the original, you find out in the epilogue, Resident Evil Three. That Claire and Leon went their separate ways. But mm-hmm. with the original, it implies that Leon and Claire stick together because now that she's not looking for her brother, she joins Leon to take Umbrella down. And that's in the original. No, that last one was the remake. The remake. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Which makes sense if we're rolling back to what Daniel said. Makes Veronica really hard to roll into. Makes sense. I can see everything. Everything is becoming clear now. I mean, they could do an easy explanation of they worked together for a little bit and then she realized, oh, he's not on vacation and went to go look for him again and started that whole thing. Like, it could be an easy explanation, but... She breaks Leon's heart. (laughs) She breaks... (laughs) No, Leon breaks her heart. No, no. He's used to being heartbroken. (laughs) He's so much a girl, uh, Claire, to... Oh my, my gosh. My girl is Rebecca. So does anybody else have anything difference-wise they want to bring up in any of the games? No, Rebecca. 
I do. <laughs> oh, what now do you that got? we've gone through the main campaign, let's talk about some of these bonus modes they've Ooh. either omitted or added in. Yes, because the original 1998 version had um, the extreme battle mode where you took uh, control of the different players and you were trying to find bombs within Raccoon City. They completely got rid of that. But we got the ghosts uh, stories mode or ghost yes. survivors. Yep. Which told all these brand new stories about the different characters who end up we end up meeting and they end up dying in the backgrounds. Which honestly, I'm happy with. I'm happy they did that because I really was more interested in um, the gun shop owner. I right. wanted to know more about his story because he's been featured in, and you, he briefly mentions his daughter and everything. And you're like, oh, that's sad. But I was genuinely curious about how he ended up where he was. Right. It makes Raccoon City feel more alive mm-hmm. rather than it just being bop right here. Yeah. The uh, what was the other bonus mode they had? Uh, because I know you know it. I know it, too. But I want to hear you say it because you get excited every time you do. <laughs> We're talking about hunkin' tofu. <laughs> tofu! <laughs> tofu! <laughs> Which I didn't realize, I'll openly admit my my ignorance, I didn't realize tofu was originally unlockable because back when I first played this, I was one of those kids that was like, I'm just going to play it, beat it, know the storyline. It was great. And put the controller down. I had no idea you could play as tofu in the original. Tofu's uh, great. I, I, want, I want him in a uh, ghost survivor mode. I want to know his story. How did Tofu get to Raccoon City? <laughs> Honestly, though, I'm surprised we haven't gotten a game um, revolving around Hunk. Yeah, that's that is. I mean, he's always been in the background of almost every single game. Uh, he's you know he's been mentioned or he's been there. I mean, in Operation Raccoon City, he was a big part of that one, obviously. Right, but, but he still wasn't the main focus. Yeah, I really. I really want to explore more hunk because he is such this such a badass like you know nothing about him kind of character i want to know how he got to this point right what do you guys think zombies (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh so is there something else you want to bring up about the bonus modes um not specifically that just that pretty much covers yeah. it. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to the bonus modes. I mean, other than the storylines, which, like we said, it it was great to add those. I'm happy to get rid of the bombs to get more bomb characters and some more bomb stories. I'm okay with that. Say bomb one more time. Bomb, 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 bomb. <laughs> Here's a question for you, Ariel, because you're the big Leon uh, fan. Uh, So apparently when it released, a lot of people had issues with uh, how they did Leon's hair in the remake. His weird floppy anime hair. (laughs) How did you feel about that? (laughs) I love the floppy anime hair. Ariel loves her anime, though, so. Yeah, I do love anime. That's that's fair. Uh, Honestly, I wasn't I wasn't terribly upset by it. I didn't really care either way. I mean, yeah, because you're not a Leon aficionado. (laughs) So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was something weirdly just people had an issue with when it came out, which was interesting. Oh, I mean, it's also good. Um, 
So the remake has the new polish. It has a darker tone. Another thing people um, had a weird amount of issue with was that they kept a lot of the dialogue cheesy, outdated, however it may be, with this like darker atmosphere. You guys playing it recently, how did you like, did you even notice that it was out of place or? Go ahead. Not really, but I like the whole cheesy aspect in the middle of horror because that just gives you that little bit of a, you know, break. I notice it and I loved it because it gave you that, like you said, that break and it was hilarious. <laughs> You're like, this is so outdated. <laughs> Uh, should have brought it a parka. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the 80s action movie kind of lines and so out of date, but it's so great. That's one thing that makes Resident Evil great mm -hmm. is that wonderful dialogue. I mean, if we're complaining about all that, then why aren't we complaining about Chris punching boulders? Like, I didn't hear anybody complain about that. Nobody complained about Chris punching boulders. Why would you complain about punching a nah, boulder? it seems legit. <laughs> <laughs> Wesker probably complained. Wesker complains. <laughs> I'd like to call, lodge a complaint with Capcom's complaint department. Why can Chris punch boulders and I can't? He probably would have made it through there, too. <laughs> it's Wesker. It's Wesker. Oh, gosh. So what else you got, Wolf? No, I got, I got nothing to add on. That was all my... <laughs> <laughs> that was the climactic ending. Well, we covered a lot of differences and there's still a lot out there. You know, they're more minor, but these are the major ones that stood out to a lot of fans right away. So before we go, we need our yeah, Leon's you, you and better our not Rebecca's. forget that this time. <laughs> so for the Resident Evil 2 remake, it gets six Leon's out of five. Why does it get six out of five? Because I like it a lot. How many Rebecca's? Well, it's going to get four only because, as I said before, you only get five when it has Rebecca in there. Lame. Oh, my God. I cap out at four. All right. Wolf's lawyer's got to give his. Oh, it's it's absolutely a five out of five. <laughs> but, For what character? But what character? Is it a, is it a hunk? Ooh. It, it's a hundred. No, it's a tofu, man. It's oh. a tofu. So <laughs> five tofus out of five. Five tofus <laughs> out of five. Uh, oh, gosh. All right, so before we wrap up, I'd like to give Wolfslur a chance to let us know what he's got going on on his end. Where can we reach you? Where can we hang out with you at? Um, all sort, all across the board, Wolfslur, W-U-L-F-S-L-O-R-E. I stream on Twitch, all sorts of stuff. Actually, I guess it might be over by the time this drops, but uh, Daniel, one of the hosts, and I will be running through Resident Evil 5. He's going to be streaming it as well, which will be exciting. I'll let him plug that one. Um, but yeah, there, uh, if you want to join the Robots Radio Discord, uh, you can talk to me there as well as all these cool people because I'm just a person. <laughs> We're all just people, Wolf. We're all just people. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me everywhere. social, uh, Twitter, Twitch, random places. Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> so, uh, with that bomb drop, Danny, do you want to let everybody know where they can check out your guys' streaming? Because you guys are going to stream the same night of this release. 
Uh, yes. Tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, so streaming. Thursday. Yeah. Tomorrow. So when yeah. this episode drops, you guys will be streaming that same day. So Definitely. you guys can watch or listen to the episode and then go hang out with these two while they're streaming. Yeah. You better come to mind. <laughs> and, and Wolf's Force. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Wolf's Force. All right. So mine is Fumbling for Daniel. F U M B L I N G, the number four Daniel. <laughs> Which is D A N I E L. See, he spelled it for me. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. At Twitch. I almost forgot where I was going to be at. Okay. So, what time are you guys twitching at? You can watch us Twitch stream at 7 p.m. Central Time. Cool. Then I'm going to jump in your chat rooms and mess with you guys. Like, uh, like we do to you. <laughs> So Ariel has an announcement to make as well. She's got a new show coming out this month. Oh, Avatar. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us a little bit about that? No. No, I don't. You're just going to have to wait and find out. <laughs> Can you at least give us a release date? October 25th. There we go. It's going to be Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, TTRPG, isn't it? Yeah, the Avatar Legends. Yeah, I say this like I'm not in it. I'm one of the characters, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. So, with all that being said, uh, thanks to everyone who listens. Uh, thanks to everyone who leaves their reviews. Thanks to our patrons, uh, like Wolf Slur. Um, just a big thank you to everybody because without you guys listening and you know being patrons and all this stuff, this would not be possible. And it takes a lot of work to put into this stuff. Ariel does a lot of our edits. She is on our social media. She does a lot of work for this and a big shout out to her. She's awesome. Uh, she's also one of the hosts. She hosts many shows uh, of ours. So a big shout out to her. Um, but on that note, it is time for us to bid you adieu. So we'll see you guys later. Bye. Au revoir. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RE Lurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger. What up tonight, City? You're listening to N54 Radio. This is DJ Sparks bringing you a new hit show from Night City, Cyberpunk, a Cyberpunk Red Live Play podcast. Listen as a ragtag group slamming on the corpos. Survive the streets and try to keep from being flatlined. You can tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. DJ Sparks out! Hello, this is Charlie Transmutation coming to you with another PSA announcement. No, Charlie. This is a commercial. What? Crap. Nobody told me that. Well, what are you supposed to do in this thing anyway? Well, Charlie, I'm glad you asked. This is the part where we introduce our new homebrew 5e D&D podcast, The Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit, where we explore the homebrew world of Alteris using homebrew rules and homebrew material from the Dungeon Master's Guild. Eh, sounds boring. I'm out of here. See you later, Charlie. We hope to have you guys come check us out soon. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts.